You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Audrey. How are you? Good worked. Good. Fine. How are you? Good, good. I think actually probably I needed to trigger it first because I kind of have like the, the uh, host maybe. and I hadn't, yeah, I yeah. hadn't done my pin yet. So, well, congrats no. on, uh, on the second baby and uh, Thank you. Thanks, for, thanks for taking some time out today to talk about your great yeah. new record. Excited to write about the whole record. Um, and uh, as Rick probably lets you know, um, uh, basically, both Deliverer and Drawn to You, you know, just in repeated listens, they're two of my favorite overall oh, tracks. Um, Thank you. And feel like they kind of go together on some levels and uh, would love to mm-hmm. um, kind of just hear from your perspective, like, like we've done many times before, the yeah. song inspiration yeah. and, and biblical connection and life application um, for you uh, for those songs, please. Okay, great. Um I have about 20 minutes. Is that what Rick said? Yep. I just want to make sure. Should okay, be perfect. Cool. perfect. Yep, should be perfect. Making sure. All right. Um, well, do you want me to just launch right in? Yeah, why don't you start with Deliverer, and then, you know, I'll circle back on that one, and then we can – or, you know, you can parallel talk about both, but for purposes of me writing about them both separately, yeah. if you could just kind of finish about sure. Deliverer, and then we'll do the same conversation about Drawn to You. Sure. That'd be awesome. Great. Um, so – Deliverer was written with uh, Brian Brown, who I also have written many other songs with, one of which was um, I Shall Not Want, the Fortunate Fall record. And we uh, came together to write in 2016 in the summer, and we had just been both going through some really similar spiritual things. And one of the things that we were talking about that day was that, you know, you hear the word deliverer a lot as a young Christian kid, you know, who learns about the Old Testament and how, you know, God was Israel's deliverer, and now we believe that Jesus was our deliverer. And so something that's very sort of familiar and kind of can even become meaningless if you don't really renew your understandings of that, Um, just hearing it so much kind of removes some of the potency from the word. And one thing that I had been going through was was, uh, I had been in therapy and some sort of intense therapy for trauma um, to do with some events in my childhood and especially circling, uh, centering around my sort of fundamentalist uh, Christian upbringing in a kind of small cult. And this is something that I'm talking publicly more about now, but at the time I really wasn't. But what I was realizing was that I, I kind of was hoping that Jesus would be my deliverer from my bad ideas about who God is, you know, based on 
the sort of environment I had been raised in, I sort of saw God as very um, possessive and, and jealous, not in the God way, but in the human way of, you know, petty, I guess, um, unpredictable, and kind of realized looking at this list of things that I sort of believed about God that he sounded a lot like an abusive husband or something, you know, and um, don't, I don't believe that's who God is, but it's deeply ingrained in how I grew up understanding God's nature. And so deliver was our attempt to write a song that kind of stripped away some of those things, um, tried to look at it differently and say, maybe you're here to deliver me from the things I think about you. Uh, The ways that I, the ways that I categorize you and teach, preach about you to other people um, based on bad understanding uh, deliver me from those things. So that was the inspiration for that song. That's really awesome. I And it gives um, that much to listening to the song and worshiping along with you because I think on some levels all of us have um, and actually we might have talked about this before. Um, John Eldridge wrote a book called mm-hmm. Wild at Heart and mm-hmm. it talks about that sort of childhood wound that mm-hmm. you need healed from. Um, yeah. and sometimes sometimes those can actually be things the world would consider good things, like your parents um, never disciplining you, <laughs> mm-hmm. like like letting you do whatever you wanted, um, which mm-hmm. they thought was, was like being giving you freedom, but not giving you boundaries actually was mm-hmm. not the most loving thing they could do. Right. And then it gives you an appreciation for the way God loves us, um, in in a holy way versus a, you know, you can do whatever you want and there's, it doesn't matter way. Um, so like for me, that would be like an angle I could find myself listening to the song through. Um, and anything biblically you'd want me to connect specifically to deliver? I mean, my only thought would be the, the literal only biblical reference I think I was thinking of was just the sort of general sense that Israel had that God was their deliverer through physical, you know, trouble, um, through real, real turmoil. And, and I was sort of saying to myself as we wrote it, like, sometimes we're in those situations, but a lot of times the things that we need saving from are much smaller and much more subtle, but they have destructive consequences on our spiritual lives and in our relationships. Um, and for me, that was uh, really bad theology and um, a God that I had created in my own image. And so, you know, it isn't a literal one-to-one thing, but it, it wasn't, I certainly was inspired by the idea of God as deliverer and, and, and looking at my life and taking honest stock of it and saying, what do I really need deliverance from? This is it. Awesome. So, because you just mentioned it, um, on the other side of um, that realization and in writing the song, how has this song ministered to you and maybe helped you with some of your current theology of God as deliverer versus maybe kind of where you were on the other side of the song? Well, if you'll notice, the song is very much written in an apophatic style, which is to say, you are not this, you are not this, you are not this. And that is an old tradition of thought that sort of says it's easier to approach the truth of who God is by saying what God is not um, Mm -hmm. than it is by saying what God is. And, and, you know, there's people who don't agree with that, but I, I find, I find that very helpful. And so I know a lot of people were kind of confused about some of my wording because I say, um, 
you are not possessive, you're not controlling. And a lot of people do really believe that God is possessive and controlling. Um, I was definitely speaking those words from a very human perspective. You know, when you go to therapy with a spouse who's got a codependency problem, for example, some of that has to do with controlling and behavior and, you know, manipulation and things like that. Um, We wouldn't want to ascribe characteristics like that to God, you know, but we do. And I'm trying to remove those things. And so the song for me is an opportunity every time I happen to listen to it or sing it um, to just chip away at that marble a little bit more and uh, try to get rid of some of those characteristics that I ascribe to God that look a lot more like a a dysfunctional partner than they do like the creator of the universe. Um, So it's definitely helpful to me on that level as I have it to continue to be part of my life. Perfect. That, I mean, as you know from the format of how I write these, that I think it'll be an awesome stepping off point, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. both biblically about um, God as our deliverer and then almost specifically delving into some of those examples, which, by the way, I do Mm -hmm. connect with the you are not approach because I actually find sometimes there's power um, in just proclaiming that because then once you start to process logically, um, that those things are true, and then you can mm-hmm. kind of, as the song continues, I find, say yes and amen to the truths of that, then you can kind of, as you said, drop some of the baggage and mm-hmm. and live more in that freedom of grace, which is really what God wants us to live in, <laughs> versus mm-hmm. this sort of bondage of, 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 of boundaries, so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh like that, um, that's going to be beautiful. I'm looking forward to doing that. And uh, speaking of, of dropping boundaries and approaching God, um, naturally I found Drawn to You particularly poignant uh, and love the prayer of the song, but also love the, the tone of the song because uh, I think a lot of the rest of the record has, you know, has, I would call it a little bit of your signature, and as you know, I'll use in quotes, gourmet style. Um, and as we get to Drawn to You, I find myself praying those same words, but there's clearly a personal connection there. I'd love to hear that songwriting story and message. Sure. Um, well, I wrote the chorus of this song with Matt Marr before the rest of the song was written. Um, it just kind of popped out really fast in a very brief songwriting session, and we were both really surprised by that. Um, I I definitely had the concept in mind when I went in, you know, just trying to talk about what does it mean to be simply drawn to God, even though you're not sure what you think about God anymore. Because at that point, right. I really was in the throes of deconstruction, um, which I think was a really healthy process for me to go through because I did have so many bad ideas. And uh, I probably still do, but I, I hope they're better than they were <laughs> three years ago or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. but I, I, I still felt like even as I abandoned so many things and so many, so many ideas and so many things about how I was raised and so many methods about practicing religion, you know, there's just like a lot of stuff I was removing and throwing away. Um, at the bottom of all of that, I still felt very drawn to the idea of God. I felt very drawn to what I imagined to be the person of God, you know, and, um, I, it's it's a classic example for me of a song that I wrote because I needed to hold on to something, and 
even as I sing that song, every time I sing it, because I do sing it at every show now, um, it's become very special to me. But I, even as I sing it now, I'm still thinking, I, I want this to be true. I want this to be where my heart really is. Uh, I want this to be who you really are. And I don't totally know. And so this song for me is a true prayer of supplication even though I'm saying things that sound like statements um, of certainty, I don't really have that kind of certainty in my heart anymore about almost anything, but I feel very peaceful about that. And so drawn to you is really a prayer of wanting to be close to God, um, wanting to draw near, wanting to be uh, intimately acquainted with who God is. Um, Even in the times that I sing it that I don't feel that way, um, I find it helpful because it's pastoring me. Uh, I like to think <laughs> so. I, I most of my songs are, are written in that way for me, in the sense that even if, I may not even feel certain of what they say, but they seem to be like preaching the gospel to myself. That was the idea. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for doing that. Please keep doing that. Um, <laughs> I think that's I think that's why I'm drawn to your music ministry uh, is I find that same connection and authenticity um, and transparency that like this is. Clearly, I feel like, a, and I might have said this before in describing your music, it's like I'm eavesdropping on your mm-hmm. prayers, and that's what that's part of what brings us together as a as a body of believers. But also, if you're somebody on the fringes, on the margins, mm-hmm. and you're questioning, you know, hearing somebody also question is inviting them to join you in that questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think you know, my personal testimony is it was jars of clay that brought me the rest of the way there because mm-hmm. I was sharing in how Dan was questioning things and I felt my heart was there with him and then mm-hmm. I feel like you in many ways picked up that torch for me um, mm-hmm. and I, you know and you referenced Matt well Matt was my my top album of last year when I just did my mm-hmm. my um, uh, list awesome. of my top 10 albums of last year Echoes was my number one and, oh, wow. and and it was for a lot of those same reasons, right? Like I was hearing their sincerity and, and realness in what Matt's going through. So um, mm-hmm. a, a biblical verse that just popped in my head relative to your song, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's in, in James 4, I'm going to say 4, 8, and it's, it says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Yeah. Uh, something, something along those lines. And yeah. You know, and I think, you know, James as a book is very convicting. I have a feeling if I do a book, you know, a Bible study around that verse, I'll probably be pretty convicted. Does that resonate or is there any other verse you'd want me to connect to drawn to you? I think that does resonate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's such a simple statement um, in the scripture. And I think one that we don't take seriously enough because we kind of invent all of these things we need to do in like ways that we need to approach God in order to like sort of achieve his presence or something. And, you know, the scripture puts it so simply, um, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Uh, We do that. We do it so imperfectly, but that's how we are. And I just don't think there's, um, I don't think that there is, some sort of like hoop you have to jump through, you know, to make God's right. presence come come alive to you. And now, like, we may not, I know I never almost rarely sense the presence of God the way I wish I could. But all, even that 
as like me putting pressure on myself for it to feel or look a certain way. Um, that my certainty and my sense, sensory experience of God is somehow the benchmark of God's appearance or God's you know, nearness. But that's it's silly because uh, I don't have infallibility that way, you know. So I'm just going on faith that if I do draw near, you know, he'll he'll draw near to me. And so, yeah, the song is certainly my attempt to do that. That's awesome. So on the other side of writing that song, um, you know, how would you say it has ministered to you and how would you like it to minister to others uh, as they hear Man, it and well, in the context of, yeah. of this record as well? Well, when I, when I sing it live, it is always such a moment for me of, it's a rare thing that I write a song that I can really get lost inside. Uh, this is one of those. It's like, uh, it's like, for me, it's like floating in the ocean when I sing it because it really does come from a pure place for me of, of just desire. And a lot of my songs are a little bit, more in my own way than that, you know, and I'm just saying that like with self-awareness, I know when a song I wrote is purely what I really feel. And when a song I wrote is me wrestling through something and, you know, this one came from such a simple, pure place that when I sing it, I get taken back to that place of just wanting. And um, I think that's so, it's so medicinal for me who, someone who, you know, I engage very intellectually with the idea of God. I find myself sort of going in these thought spirals. And I also have OCD of a a certain type. And the type that I have is sort of like religious uh, scrupulosity, which is like a hyper obsession with morality. And it can get very exhausting. And I think sometimes we just need space to sit with one feeling and not go anywhere and maybe not even get resolution, just experience what it feels like to desire to be near to God and sit there for a while. And that song really takes me there, and I, I hope that it does that for other people too. That's so awesome. Um, by the way, thank you for that information. I I, I believe I struggle with the exact same thing. And, uh, you should and look I, it up. I, I look up uh, scrupulosity, religious OCD. That's a real thing. I I totally yeah I totally connect to that. Thank you for that. And, yeah. and I feel like regardless of the, if you have that specific connection to the song or just you're just feeling like you're mm-hmm. wanting an authentic prayer mm-hmm. to pray, I feel right. like the song is helping put those words into the mouths of people who want that. Um, yeah. So yeah. so. From, from my perspective, thank you. Uh, and as uh, as both a reviewer and you know a believer who who loves to pray these new songs along with you, uh, always love to hear new music from you. And uh, yeah, thank I'll get you so the, much. Do, do you have a preference on which order I write about the two songs? No, I mean John okay. Three is the current single, so I guess that one is okay. more more current. But it doesn't. It's not a huge deal either way. Okay, awesome. Well, I will look to get both of those done uh, in the next few months. But the first Thank one, you. you know, in the next month in connection with the actual album release. Thank you. And, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, and then down the line, you know, both I'm sure a full album review that I'll work on. And, you know, as Thank I'm you. led, circle back and we'll talk about another song as well. Okay, but, uh, sounds good. Until then, 
all the best and God bless. And I see we're right at 20 minutes, so perfect time. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate your time. Uh, you're welcome, Audrey. Until we okay. talk again, all the best. All Take right. Care. Bye. Uh, bye-bye.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 